Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here, to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the show. I have an amazing episode lined up for you today. I was lucky enough to sit down with a friend of mine, Maddie Garrick, who plays for the Melbourne Boomers in the WNBL basketball. Um, and we chatted about a number of things, but in particular, her troubles that she's had previously with uh, an eating disorder and how she overcame it. I think today's episode is an extremely important one, and I'm so glad that I have the ability to be able to share that with you and with anyone who comes across these podcasts. And I'll be trying my best to get this out to as many ears as I possibly can because I truly believe it can make a difference. Now, you know in the past from previous episodes, um, if you've been subscribed for a while, that I've mentioned how I had some issues with eating when I first started lifting and training. Um, I was very underweight, underweight, sorry. I had the tendency to overtrain and undereat, and my mental relationship with food was not great. Now, the things we go over in the podcast today, um, I, I really do thank Maddie for coming on the show and being open to talking about it um, because I know that she she doesn't often openly talk about this topic and this issue, but I think her sharing her experiences is going to be an amazing help for people that come across this podcast that may be going through the same thing, and hopefully by listening to today's show, we're able to help you to kind of speak up and get some help and get on top of get on top of your eating and really start to live your life in a way that's enjoyable and create a better relationship with food um, and see the results you're after and stop stressing about uh, about about food and about different issues that may be going on. Um, obviously, it takes more than just listening to a podcast, but hopefully today can be that day that kind of kickstarts your journey to overcoming any problems that you may have with eating. So. Enough of me talking, um, let's get stuck straight into today's show. All right, Maddie, let's kickstart the show by you giving us a very quick rundown of your basketball career so far, so kind of where you started and where you're at at the moment. Yeah, so um, I started playing basketball when I was 11. I actually grew up playing netball. Um, I got into basketball because I have two older brothers and I... Um, basically copied everything they did. So mum and dad put them into after school competition and I kind of questioned why I wasn't doing basketball because they were I wasn't. Um, and then, yeah, got into that, fell in love with it straight away. And um, I guess my, my journey so far, uh, I grew up in Shepparton. Um, I played domestic there. I had a coach who asked me to try out for the Shep Gators and it kind of just um, had a flow-on effect from there. I just played because I enjoyed it, and obviously my brothers played. Yep. Um, but it was if it wasn't for a coach to kind of ask me to try out, I I don't know where I would have gone. Yeah. Um, but I guess in short, I started at Shep. Um, I went up to the institute uh, for a couple of years in Year Twelve, so uh, two thousand and ten, two thousand eleven. Um, went to the World Championships under 19s in 2011. Um, where else? I once I left left the institute, I went straight to Bendigo and played WNBL there for three years. Yeah. Um, how, how old were you then? Uh, I was eight, 
18, 19, I think. Um, I actually started training with Bendigo uh, before I went to the Institute. So yeah. when I came back, it just kind of made sense to go there. And it was close to home too. Um, and then I, after my third year at Bendigo, um, moved to Melbourne, which I've been at Melbourne for three years. Um, okay, cool. So uh, that's kind of a... And playing now with the Bermans. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we just finished our season um, and uh, we'll hopefully be playing there again the season coming up next year yeah, or the fan. end of this year. So, yeah. Fantastic. And so, guys, as I mentioned in the intro, today's uh, one of the main topics of um, today's chat here with Maddie is about nutrition. And um, as a nutrition coach, one of the one of the big things that comes across kind of um, when I put out questionnaires and stuff to clients is uh, a bad relationship with food and I think it's a lot more common than people actually think it is and um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes I I kind of went through all that um, when I was a bit younger as well like I had a really really unhealthy relationship with food and Maddie and I actually met we were talking about this before trying to think of how long it is since we've seen each other but uh, I think I was in either year 10 or 11 um, and we actually met through basketball and then we ended up chatting chatting a bit about uh, about nutrition uh, at that point and I think we were both going through a very similar thing with food and um, having a really unhealthy relationship with food. We're obviously both training uh, a shitload um, and trying to kind of compete and perform at the highest level we could but we were both not really fueling our bodies enough um, to, to for the demands that we were actually putting on our bodies in the first place. Um, so Maddie. Let's go into a bit about um, kind of your kind of journey with food now. Yeah. Um, so where, what kind of age was it where you first started to kind of form a bad relationship with food and when did you really actually realise that you were kind of forming that bad relationship? Because I know myself, like I didn't really realise that I was. Yeah. Uh, to me, I thought that I was doing everything right when I was doing right. most things wrong. Yeah, I, I would absolutely have to agree with that. Um, it probably wasn't until I hit a very low point um, that I realized that it wasn't healthy um, but I think I started I remember going to a nationals I think I was oh, I think I maybe around 15 I think it was yep. um, it kind of all blurs into one yeah. now when I try to think about the specifics yep. but um, yeah around that age and I was at a nationals and I just remember um, thinking to myself that I wanted to get better. Um, I wanted to be better, I wanted to be the best. Uh, and it kind of started with how I felt about myself. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get fitter, get stronger, but it turns out that I did all of that in the wrong way. So yeah. um, look, the whole thing with um, kind of eating disorders and stuff is that it's a more of a mental thing than, than anything. So. Mm. Um, you start to form really, really bad habits and, um, you know, bad thoughts and really distorted thoughts as well. Um, yeah. But the scary thing is until you come out of it on the other side, you don't realize how distorted they are. Exactly, and, yeah. Um, you see something that's obviously completely different to what other people see. So, you know, throughout it, I thought I was, I was trying to train, I was trying to eat healthy and I... Um, if I had something bad, I'm like, oh, look, I'm going to get really fat. And then I'll go look in the mirror and be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm so fat. Like, yeah. And in the meantime, you know, I had like bones protruding and stuff yeah. like that to, you know, um, when, I, when it was really extreme. Um, and it's, 
yeah, it's kind of, it, that's a scary part about it. And if you talk to someone and people who talk to me, they're, they're always like, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? You look really thin. And I get really angry at them yeah. because, yeah. you know, I wasn't, I was seeing something completely different. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Um, the contrast in reality and what you've kind of, um, I guess created. Yeah, and you brought up a good point there, because, um, like I said, like I think a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, like uh, at that probably pretty much at that same time, like yeah. I was thinking the same things. And the the point you brought up about what people, how people bring it up. So, like if you're listening to this podcast at the moment and you know of someone that's obviously struggling with their food and whatnot, you really need to be. I think anyway, be careful how you actually approach it. And that can be hard. Yes. But like you said, Maddie, like in your mind, you thought you were doing the right thing. And then the worst thing that can happen or that you can do if you're talking to someone that is suffering is to almost come off as rude or like, yeah. or like not as if you don't care. Yes. Like um, yeah. one of the typical things that I would get is like, you know, people like, I know this, I know this was not their intention, but even someone like your grandparents or something like that right. would say like, you know, um, you look sick, like what? Like yeah. you need to eat. Why are you not eating? Blah blah blah. And it's all well and good. Like in the end of the day, it's true. Like we, you should be eating a lot more um, yeah. if you are suffering from that. But it's just not the right way to go about it. So probably more so, just asking, like trying to find out what their whole thought process is around their eating, yeah. and then gradually implementing steps. So what was your kind of thought process? Like you mentioned before, like you would look in the mirror and feel like you were you were fat, so then you would. I don't like would you then go and exercise Absolutely. would you just stop eating or what um, I know, like sorry before sorry. before you go like I if it was me like I would have something to eat even if it wasn't bad and then I would legitimately go and work out it could have been fucking in the middle of the day or it could have been right before I'm about to go to bed and then I would train um to try and you know quote unquote burn it off burn like it that off. I'd just eat um so like what was your whole process around that um pretty much exactly identical um it's kind of just talking to you it's kind of comforting to know that someone else has yeah. been through that because yeah. it's hard to explain and um to people who mightn't have gone through that and like well why don't you just eat more it's like yeah. well you don't understand that like, exactly, what happens yeah. in your mind and how powerful the mind is yeah. and whether that influences your behaviors and stuff um but i was the same i would eat something and I'd have to go work it off because you know I wanted to get fitter I want to get mm. better I wanted to look better and all that sort of stuff um and even if I had yeah a meal at night if you know for what I think back we had sausages and I have oil in then I'd have to go and get like a paper towel and dry up all yeah, the oil and yeah. um yeah just little things and if there was like a, a piece of fat on a ham I'd have to cut it off and just like didn't have anything and I remember doing a lot of research online and um, finding out about nutrition that way and how to get fitter and um, yeah be slimmer I guess yeah. even though I was already pretty slim yeah, yeah. Um, and I just you know started timing out my meals and um, I thought I was doing the right thing but it was completely opposite and yeah, yeah. so you mentioned before that there was a low point yes uh, right. I remember sitting out in uh, we have a rumpus room, so yeah. uh, it's got like a bit of a lounge area. And I remember I would go out there to work out because I hated people watching me work out yeah. as well. Um, I just got really paranoid about that, particularly my family and my okay, parents, yeah. Yeah. because I, um, yeah, I knew what they thought, and yeah. it was it really annoyed me the way that they would 
tell me not to exercise and yeah. tell me to eat more and stuff. So I'd go out there and put the blinds down and do like a workout of some sort. And yeah. um, had a TV out there. So I was sitting out there and I just remember I had a moment um, where I was like, I'm just so sick of feeling the way I did um, at that point. And it wasn't just um, exhausted, but it was more, I was like depressed all the time. I was angry. I was paranoid about everything. Um, I couldn't achieve what I wanted to do in my basketball um, or athletic career because I didn't have the power and yeah. the strength and yeah. the, um, you know, the energy behind it, but I didn't understand why, why? I didn't have that. Yeah, and yeah. I was just, yeah, it was just more, I was angry and depressed all the time. And, um, I was just so sick of feeling so sick and tired. Yeah. Um, and that was a moment where I was like, I need help. And yep. yeah, I just, I just burst out in tears and I'm like, I, I need, need to, to do, do something, something yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was lucky I hit that point, I guess. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And before we get into like, obviously now I want to kind of go into what the process was from then. Um, but obviously the, the point of today's chat is to, not only for those that are just listening just because they're interested, but especially for those that may come across the podcast that are going through the same thing or maybe have been through the same thing is to really educate you guys on on how important food actually is. Like, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you, you know the importance of kind of energy in, energy out, um, how important your, your food is to you, especially your protein um, and carbohydrates and also fat for hormones and stuff, uh, not only for performance, but for recovery um, and just general health and well-being. So, so what was that process from that low point? Obviously, it's not just a matter of just flicking a switch and going, all right, tomorrow I'll just eat normal again and everything's all good. Um, as you said, it's ment- probably mentally the hardest. Like I, when I kind of, well, I think, think my whole process was, the weird, the weird part about mine is that it was almost like I ended up teaching myself because I was the same. Like I was just, right. when I moved to Melbourne, I was 63 kilos and I'm the same height as I am now and I'm 83 now. Yeah. Like it's when I see photos of myself when I moved here, when I thought I was like, I thought I was jacked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the worst. But like, it wasn't until I really looked into like pretty much science or like evidence-based um, nutritional research to show that like this is how much you should be eating. And I remember that first week of figuring out how much I should be eating and trying to eat that for a week. And like, I just genuinely <laughs> every day was like thinking to myself, "Fuck, I'm gonna be." Yeah. I'm going to be fat by the end of the yeah. week. Like, I can't believe I'm eating this much. I can't believe I was eating so little before. Yeah. It was hard. Like, it, it took a, it took a long time to get to the point where I was just comfortable with, with eating. So, what was mm. your kind of process? Uh, I was lucky enough to... Well, it was kind of blessing and curse at the same time um, because it annoyed me. But it was a blessing in the end that uh, my parents are both in kind of the medical world. Okay, um, yeah. My mum's like a midwife and a nurse and... Dad's actually a pediatrician, so okay. um, I was kind of at that age. Obviously, he looks after adolescents as well, and um, he had a like a height, weight, growth chart, and he started to uh, chart. This is before I kind of asked that I need help, um, which would this is the part that really annoyed me, yeah. but I ended up loving it in the end. So, yeah. uh, so I had a program where I trained every day. Um, it was we had an ADC camp for basketball it was like the junior australian camps yeah. and they had like a fitness program um basketball program and you were supposed to do as many as you could but i was in that mindset i had to do everything so i did more like every better. single every single day yeah more is better yeah um 
and it got to a point where my parents were like look you're not training you can't train you can't play basketball unless you um, fuel afterwards yeah so um, my dad started charting my weight and my height and after those training sessions I had to go to a fast food outlet yeah. <laughs> um, it was my choice what I got to eat yeah but I had to sit in the restaurant until I ate it all yeah and I ended up loving it like yeah. I just couldn't wait <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. end of it but it was at that point where it wouldn't even matter what I had ordered or eaten because I just burned it off straight yeah. away um, and if I had, anything you were probably still under where you need to be exactly yeah. yeah um so that kind of started to change my mindset I guess um uh and then it, uh, back to what you were saying before about your height and weight and stuff so I was the same height as I am now, about yep. 5'11", and I'm about 70 kilos, uh, yep. give or take, uh, fluctuate between seasons and stuff. But uh, So same height, but I was, I think my lowest point was about 51 and a half kilos. Yeah, so right. it's just kind of, yeah, crazy. So I remember dad saying um, before I had to go and eat fast food yeah, afterwards, yeah. If I dropped any more weight, then they would not support me in any way okay. um, until I put on weight. And yeah. as hard as that was, and as much as I hated them at the time, at the time, um, yeah. that was one of the best things. And, and it's only because they cared. And, but you know, the the mentor said that I was, and I didn't understand that. Didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I hated them at the time. I hate to say that I hate yeah, my yeah. parents, but that's just how caught up I was in yeah. my own kind of head. But. Um, yeah, and then I kind of opened up to my mum why I felt I needed to get better and what I wanted to achieve and stuff, and she helped me through it. And um, found dad obviously through his work found a connection with a really good nutritionist in Melbourne, and yeah. um, got into a thing called Polyjewel. Okay. So it was just um, pure carbohydrates. Um, it was just in a powder, and I just add that to meals. Uh, okay. So it gave me extra carbs. Um, yeah. And then making sure that I would eat after I worked out and tried not to work out after, after dinner yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah. was it took time and it was really hard yeah um even just you know going back to the thing about ham like cutting bits of fat off and yeah, like yeah. i still do that now because yeah. i actually don't like the texture yeah, of it yeah. and yeah. i don't know if it's something i've developed but um i'm still aware of what i eat but i also um love food yeah like i just love food so much that yeah. i just I, if i want it i'll eat it like yeah exactly. um yeah and i if i don't work out that's fine so um yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how it came about and it was a long process and even I think more a longer process mentally to get over those yeah, sure. barriers and um, I guess traditions that, and ways that I had started thinking about um, food and exercising and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I think like from that answer there, it sounds sounds similar to kind of what my mindset switch was <coughs> and I think for, for anyone listening that is that is in the same boat. I reckon once you once you kind of think to yourself that it's not a matter of like should I or shouldn't I, it's I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Once you once you completely change that mindset to this is what I have to do, then it it's still hard, but it definitely becomes easier when you know that you don't really have a choice. Like yes. when I was when I realized how much I should be eating compared to what I was eating. Yeah. As much as it, I'd like, I just felt like I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. It wasn't until a few months in where I noticed, like, you know, I'm actually starting to build muscle or, like, i got way more energy to train, I feel better, blah, 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 my weight's going up a bit. And then it all starts to click. So, like any like any big change, the first, the initial stage is always the hardest bit. But once you see those benefits, it's uh, it's a lot easier to stick to. But 
yeah definitely flicking that switch to just thinking that you have to mm -hmm. not so much that about like whether or not you should i think played a made a big difference for me anyway um so what what's like a typical day let's let's just run us through a quick uh, typical day of like meals for you now uh it, it depends on training and um the timing of meals but basically um i i work really closely with one of our nutritionists through um, the melbourne boomers um, yep. and she works at, through deacon um dom condo okay um and so i meet up with her quite regularly because i know that i never want to go back to where i was yeah, yeah. so i'm making sure that i have to feel um right and being in the off season compared to a season how yeah, does yeah, that yeah. change meal plans and stuff um but uh, i guess a typical day for me i kind of go on i don't really have like a set thing that i have every day yeah, and that's good. i just if that's i good, if yeah. i feel like something i'll have that um i have a you know i get a meal plan and stuff but yeah. it's it's really um flexible when if i don't feel like you know eggs on toast or something then i'll have a cereal yeah but, something different yeah um you know just making sure that the portion sizes are going to be um enough for what i'm going to be doing so having yeah. a big breakfast because i know i do a lot of my exercise or training in the morning in the morning yeah um and that fuels me for for the day uh, make sure that i have um, lots of fruits and and veg and, and stuff like that and treat yourself yeah now and then yeah i mean i love milkshakes so yeah. i'll have like sometimes two three four a yeah, week yeah, yeah um but obviously you know at the right time yeah so, you know um all that sort of stuff and uh for me at the moment um i just came off a, I guess, a dub and BL season. Yeah. Um, we went to the Grand Finals. Was, even though it was condensed, it's still um, same amount of games and um, trainings and all that sort of stuff. Um, then I was sick after the season. So uh, for me, I can uh, drop weight pretty quickly. Yeah. So I'm kind of at a, a build-up phase. So I'm having a lot, lot more carbs at the moment. A lot more at the moment, yeah. Um, so even, you know, just having sausage in instead yep. of like milk, adding okay, something. Yep like a sausage into milk to have a little bit more, you get your nutrients and stuff from, from that too. But um, yeah, just trying to add carbs here and there, but good carbs too. Yeah. Not going out and having six blocks of chocolate yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, and just making sure that the most of the choices that I make are more healthier. Um, so I love potato, but I'll have sweet potato instead of potato okay, um, yep. just to get that extra benefit. But yeah, I guess um, just making sure that having the right amount of carbs and um, veggies and um, protein, yep. particularly at the right times and the right portions um, for what I'm doing. Um, yeah, that's the most important thing. And as I said, it's I'm pretty flexible with what I eat um, and the timing would depend on when I have training throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we, before we kind of finish things up, like what, how how is the whole like mental side of things these days? You still have like days or times where you feel like you slip back in any old habits, or are you one hundred percent now like just comfortable with where you're at and and like in terms of body image, in terms of like your nutrition and how you feel after you eat certain foods? Like how how is it now? Yeah, uh, in terms of eating foods, no problems. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with um, where I am now. I think um, if I am sick or, or drop, you know, a couple of kilos, it's kind of like, I, I, I guess I kind of think about, it's more um, uh, feeling fatigued. Yeah. Um, not so much 
going back or being fearful mm. going back into these habits because I know that I'll never go there. Yeah. Um, it's a lesson that I learned yeah. um, and one that was learned pretty harshly, I guess. Um, but look, no, I'm pretty comfortable where I am. Um, it, it takes a hard work to get to where you want to be and I'm always kind of chasing to get stronger and um, all that, but I also appreciate where I'm at and I can, you know, I'm okay with... Um, if I'm a bit lighter or, um, you know, a bit heavier at times, it, it doesn't matter. I just, you know, you have to appreciate what you have and work with and make sure you give your body the best chance to work out and recover properly and healthily. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. Uh, all right, lastly, now, for anyone that is listening that, that feels like they are going through a similar thing, what, what advice do you have? What recommendation? I think, I think a lot of people that, that are in that boat that have listened to this will probably have a fair idea now of what, steps they need to take like after listening to what you've said anyway but what do you have any specific advice that you could recommend yeah I think just um talking to to friends and and family and um people that you trust and you can kind of really express your feelings because usually a a eating habit comes from some sort of feeling um, or something that you want to achieve or you know a time in your life or something that's happened so if you can kind of work out what might be um, causing that um, and usually you, when you talk to people you trust you can really go and be yeah. honest and all that sort of stuff but you know just seek advice and the right advice too um, yeah. the internet's great but it's all it's also not um, the best thing like you know you, you, look, you can find evidence to support anything exactly yeah, yeah. Side, so yeah, yeah I learned that about Google Doc, um, Google Doctor yeah 100% <laughs> you've only got a couple of minutes to yeah. live but you've only got the common cold or something um, yeah I think just being trying to be open and honest and um, pinpointing what might be causing it before yeah. it's a bit too late and um, oh, well, I shouldn't say too late but before it kind of gets a bit deeper than you yeah. had hoped and yeah. um, it's a little bit de- detrimental to your health and um, your goals and stuff like that but Look, there's people out there and um, friends, family and um, professionals that are there to help you. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if there's anything that's kind of you think might be causing it or you want to kind of work out why, then definitely talk to, to someone. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks heaps for coming in and chatting today, Maddie. Um, like I said, I reckon a lot of people get a lot out of it. So, uh, guys, if you got any feedback or even any specific questions that you want to ask myself or even Maddie, I might even get you to yeah. send me an email, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. And if there's anything anything for Maddie, I'll, um, I'll pass it on to her. Um, but, yeah, thanks heaps for tuning in today, guys, and make sure you hang around for this week's social media question of the week. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Maddie. I know I definitely did. I think it was very insightful to maybe the mindset of someone that is struggling with some form of eating disorder, but it also shows you how it's obviously possible to get over these uh, these problems and to get your eating to a point where you're happy with it. It's, uh, it's a healthy habit and you're in full control of your nutrition. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and I, I hope that does help you if you're someone that may be struggling with it or even if you're not, it's a great insight. Um, 
to eating disorders and what kind of goes on inside the head of someone that's actually struggling with it. It's easy from the outside in to just look at someone and say, uh, you know, just eat more or um, don't stress about this, don't stress about that. But there's a lot more to it. Um, So I hope today's episode has helped you with that. Now, let's move on to this week's social media question of the week before we wrap things up. And this week's question is a very good one. And I actually got this while I was doing a seminar last weekend. And the question was, what happens if you want to not lose weight, uh, but you want to get stronger and build a little bit of muscle without adding any body fat at all, if anything, trying to lose a little bit of body fat? Now, On the podcast, I've spoken before about how I think it's essential to choose one goal, whether that's fat loss or muscle building and either eat in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus. However, if you are happy with your weight and you're really not worried about what the scales are saying, you're not wanting to lose any weight, um, but you could probably afford to reduce a little bit of body fat over the long period of time. Um, and your main goal is to build strength and muscle, but you don't want to be eating too much in a calorie surplus, then my recommendation for you would be to continue eating at what you think is your maintenance level. Now, if you don't know what your maintenance level is, there's two options. One is to track your food over the span of a week, just your regular eating, and then if your weight doesn't change, then just get the average calories over those days, and that's your maintenance intake. Or you can use the macronutrient calculator on my website, which I'll I'll put a link in the show notes below for you to use. But my opinion would be to just continue eating at maintenance calories or even slightly above, very, very slightly above maintenance. But even if you're just at maintenance, you're not going to be in an energy deficit. So your energy level is going to be quite high. You should be increasing uh, the loads that you're using in the gym. So progressively overloading over time, more volume, more load, getting better at the exercises. And if your energy output continues to increase and you're pretty much at a calorie maintenance, then all of a sudden you're going to be in a slight calorie deficit. So over time, you may need to adjust calories if you feel like you don't have enough energy anymore. But the the whole point of eating at that maintenance level is the fact that you're not going to be losing weight uh, quick, at least, um, if losing weight at all. Your energy levels are going to be high, so you're going to have enough energy to actually improve in the gym and see strength and muscle gains, which is what we're after. But that increased energy because of the uh, the progressive overload in the gym may lead to a small amount of body fat reduction. Even if you don't lose body fat, if you're building muscle, then that is going to aid you with increasing your metabolism, looking leaner, being able to eat more, uh, and in general, just improving your training. So that's my tip if you don't want to be losing weight um, you want to be gaining some muscle and strength uh, and then maybe over time slightly reducing your body fat that's just my opinion Um, other people probably have different opinions but that's what's worked for me what works for my clients Um, so give that a try guys and let me know what you think thank you so much for tuning into today's episode though Um, i hope you've really enjoyed it what i would love for you to do is in the next 30 minutes take a screenshot of this episode as i mentioned at the start i want to try and get this to as many ears as i possibly can so take a screenshot of your screen while you're listening to the episode post it on social media whether that's instagram snapchat Uh, if you want to post a link to facebook that would be even better Uh, give a a a review and a rating to the podcast before you leave if you could that would be amazing again it's just trying to grow this audience so we can get uh, my content to as many people as we possibly can thanks again for tuning in today and i can't wait to share next week's episode with you as well